You are now tuned in to Believe. Do you believe? Welcome to episode 13, The Lucky Number of Untapped Keg. I'm RJ Zimmerman, here with my brother-in-law, Monte Ball. How you doing there, best friend? <laughs> I'm good, man. How long does How many hours do you sit back and think of how you're going to introduce me? <laughs> what are you going to introduce me as? Well, this time I'm a little embarrassed because I got caught off guard. Uh, I did not think at all till right then. Mm. But usually I'm like, uh, let's let's go to thesaurus.com. <laughs> let's go to, you know, reach into my back pocket, find a dictionary, watch right. an episode of South Park. I'm not mm. your friend, buddy. Mm. I'm not your buddy, guy. I'm not your guy, friend. <laughs> That's the Canadian episode. That episode. For yeah. all those that were wondering. But I'm good, man. That's what I was going with at the beginning of most of the episodes. And mm-hmm. uh I hope people caught it, but now I just explained it, so I got to find something else. <laughs> All is well. All is well on my end. Um, got a lot to talk about. Got. A, it seems like it's actually been longer since our last episode, but it's only been a week. But it just seems like I know a it lot does. has happened. There's, well, I mean, a lot has happened, but uh, with things reopening faster than right. maybe we're right. expecting them to, but. Uh, also with the holiday coming up, I just feel mm-hmm. like things move slow before a holiday and then they pick up again fast right. after that. That's just my own personal experience. I'm good. How you been doing? I know we got the, we got the little one on your lap, huh? Yeah. My youngest got into my oldest apple juice <laughs> and, uh, let me tell you that little bit of apple juice and a little nine month old body. Uh, yeah, he's still riding high. <laughs> man, that's, 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 that's a young one for you. That's going to be exciting though, man. I mean, you know, watching them grow up like when you, when you and Ashley send us videos and stuff, man, it's just awesome just to watch them now, you know, he's getting older, the youngest and watching him interact with the oldest and he's trying to mimic you know, what the oldest is doing. And it's just pretty cool to see. Um, pretty cool to see that. That's, that's, that's gotta be awesome. Gotta be awesome. Yeah. He already eats a, an entire happy meal to himself. So, <laughs> uh, he's getting big fast, but, uh, one thing that I actually noticed today that I told him that he'll never remember is, uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to miss him being a baby because, I did not appreciate it like I did with the first one because it's the second one. Been a lot going on, trying to keep the first one well. Uh, I kind of let this one pass me by a little bit quicker than I wish and took it for granted. So he's getting to the point where he's going to be walking soon and I'm going to miss him crawling. (laughs) Well, man, I mean... I mean, you're there, you're there, you're, you're watching it every day. So it's, it's good. It's, it's good. You'll be, you'll be all right. You'll be all right. He's forever. still going to be your little, your youngest. 
So, like I said, it's just cool to see it, witness it. Um, it's got to be something special. So, man, I want to start with I want to start with you though, man. I want to start with you before I get into all the the homework assignment that I had to complete before this uh, this uh, new episode. Uh, what's what's kind of been new with you? Um. Well, for the past honestly about two months, we have been potty training the oldest. Mm-hmm. And it is the most frustrating experience of my life. <laughs> so he's been at the point probably just before he turned two where he's got to go to a spot by himself to poop. So we've been like, okay, he's probably pretty close to potty training. So we've been kind of sitting him on the potty and got him his little potty and showing him, you know, oh, I'm going pee pee in the potty. Look. And uh, trying to introduce it to him. And he does really well with pee, mm-hmm. but poop, he refuses to do. He's done it probably, I think, three times he's pooped in the little potty. And he loves it because then he doesn't have to run around with the turd in his pants. And, uh, yeah, it's just been it's been frustrating because he has just not told us. And he'll go run off by himself and we know what's happening. Grab him. Come on, we're going to go poopy in the potty. So we go, we sit there for 20 minutes. He's sitting on the toilet and uh, he'll even like, you know, do a push one, two, three. <laughs> and uh, he won't poop, but he'll pee. So we'll get up. He goes, I go pee pee potty. Yay. You know, everybody's clapping and uh, not even five minutes later, he'll poop. In his pants. It's like, <laughs> oh my goodness, child. You are so <laughs> frustrating. And then earlier this week, I can't remember if it was this week or last week. It, it was last weekend. I'm like, come on, let's go potty. He's like, no, I don't want to go potty. I'm like, come on, let's go potty. Come on. He looks at me dead in the eye. He says no mm. and pees himself right there. Pees himself as he's saying no, looking me dead right in the in, eye. Right in front of him. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, what are you? Oh, my goodness. <laughs> it was such the act of defiance. I'm like, you get that from your mom. That is hilarious. Good for him. He, you know what? <laughs> Listen, you Good can do laundry. <laughs> he's been, I have to give him props for the past three or four days he's been dry throughout the entire day Mm -hmm. except for the poop poops his pants otherwise he's been dry for peeing so he's getting it right uh he still kind of fights going to the potty kicks and screams no i don't wanna and you know other parents will understand this but uh so the point i called my parents and i apologized for when (laughs) they were potty training me because i'm sure i was a little turd I can guarantee it, knowing myself, knowing who I was as a child too, remembering things. Yeah, I'm sure that I was a little turd. (laughs) It's a good point. I actually, I actually never apologized to my parents about. (laughs) um, I remember your your son. I feel Mm -hmm. like you guys waited till the perfect time, and then he was just ready to do it. 
He just didn't want to do it for you. Right. To kind of like, I don't know, get any re- a reaction out of you. But mm-hmm. like yeah. when he was over, he'd go every time. Yeah, he was, you know, Maverick was pretty, he, he was pretty, pretty smooth with his potty training. Um, we most definitely got lucky. Most definitely got lucky with him. Um, obviously, yeah, still had the same hiccups as every, every parent has with their kid having accidents, but he loved the reward system. Uh, <laughs> it was funny how that happened. Uh, he had yet to, uh, you know, go poop in the potty. Um, that was a hurdle that we had to, had to jump over, but he did, I think his first time was at an Applebee's restaurant. (laughs) Of course it was right. Based on our last episode, everybody knows. (laughs) Can't wait to, can't wait to tell him that when he's older, first time you, uh, pooped in in the toilet was at applebee's thank your grandmother for that but you know uh, what though it'll have to be a wedding speech absolutely absolutely <laughs> you'll have to save it till then and you lied about that right <laughs> no <laughs> no nope. no i did not no and it was funny he was he snuck under the table while we were all talking and obviously we knew it was happening and my mom was actually just like she was like maverick she was like mavi she was like do you have to go potty? And he was like, no, you know, how kids are They're like, no. Oh yeah. <laughs> and she was like, she was like, Hmm. She was like, I know you want that. And, uh, Thanos arm, you know, that the arm that, that Thanos toy, like oh, okay, it, it yep. makes all the sounds and everything and whatever. And, uh, he kind of peeked his head from under the table and she said, we'll go get that toy from target. If you, if you go potty uh, on the toilet, he took off to the bathroom, took off to the bathroom and actually pooped in the toilet. And from that point, moving forward. And yeah, we had to, we went straight to target right after. Cause my mom was like, we got to get it. We got to get it for him. And so we went to target, got him that arm, that Thanos arm. And from there moving forward, he rarely ever had an accident. So yeah, we got lucky. We most definitely got lucky. Um, yeah. Uh, your, your oldest is going to most definitely give, uh, Give you a run for your money. <laughs> we we get we have candy in the bathroom, mm-hmm. so he gets candy when he goes potty. Right. But I've started to withhold it for poops, so he used to get it every time he goes pee. Well, now he's really good at that. So now when you go poop, you're gonna get two, but you don't get any for when you go pee. And uh, he's only gotten the two once, so hopefully he starts to put two and two together. But he has to go again to get the two before he can learn that. Um, I I thought the candy was going to help more than it is, mm-hmm. but yes, this is, this is the most frustrating um, right now, at least the most frustrating phase of parenthood, even more yeah. so than the waking up every, you know, few hours. He'll be all right. He'll be all right. Your sons, uh, both your sons are smart, smart, um, smart kids. The oldest, the oldest will get it. He'll get it. He's, uh, he's just a little, a slight stubbornness from his mom. <laughs> I don't so know if you've ever met me, but he gets it from both sides. I hate <laughs> to say it. I'm actually surprised that you admitted that. 
Hmm. Well, you know, sometimes you have to admit your flaws before you can uh, use them as jokes. So touche, <laughs> touche. So yeah, that's been that's been. You know, it's one of those things. It's like you know, it's 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 a it's a process you enjoy, but yeah, it's most definitely stressful um, because you know you have to keep them on a schedule. You have to you have to take them to the potty regularly, even if they say they don't have to go. Still take them. Um, yeah, it's stressful, but it's most definitely worth it. It's it's important. It's bonding. It's awesome. Yeah, definitely. And the schedule, we just started being really strict about it uh, the past probably probably a week. It's probably been seven Mm -hmm. days. And uh, yeah, that's that's improved things quite a bit. But he was only having one accident a day. And you could kind of, you could tell when he was getting time. Mm -hmm. Now we just need him to come up and say, I need to go potty. He is running to the bathroom every once in a while. But uh, not always. So we went on a walk today, and I was very impressed with him. Uh, we actually went for over an hour, and it was after he ate. Mm-hmm. We went potty beforehand, but, you know, walking uh, for a little body like that, and he walked most of it, uh, makes you, you know, that liquid go through you pretty quick. He didn't have any any accident at all on the walk, and he got back and went right to the bathroom. So that's a positive. It's all about getting the positives, even though it's extremely stressful and frustrating. Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, yeah, like that's what I said. It can be stressful, but it's, yeah, it's, it's something that, you know, the both of us are going to look back on and, and be able to share with, you know, share with our sons when they get older. That's why it's going to be, it's a, it's an awesome experience. So yeah, man. So that's, that's, that's new. That's 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 new and exciting for you. I uh, so yeah, I most definitely uh, had a homework assignment from the last episode. <laughs> I would say f- probably from the past six episodes. <laughs> I finally got to it. I finally, you guys, pretty much beat um, the Last of Us. Um, you know, I was just talking to uh, to RJ, and yeah, man, I, I pretty much got right to the end. Um, I'm I'm at the spring or in the spring. Um, I just got past the hospital, so now I'm in the spring and just hopped into the forest. And then I had to like it was like 1 a.m. last night, so I was like, oh man, I got to wake up early for work. So I was like, let me just save it right here, and I'll get back to playing it tomorrow. But yeah, you told me I only have like what six, seven more minutes left. Yeah, I would say at the most. Right. right. So, yeah, I'll probably finish that right after this. But I have to say, man, that game, it most definitely didn't disappoint. Most definitely did not disappoint. I couldn't stop playing it. I, I at times, like, I, at times I wanted to save and, you know, just pop, you know, turn Netflix on and, and go to sleep. But I couldn't. I It kept going. I kept playing it. I kept getting drawn back in on a new development. Um, and I loved how they were switching back and forth with the characters. Um, that is an awesome game. Very emotional. I, I, I told you that once you got past that door, it was going to suck you in and not let yeah. you go. It was, it's awesome. And it's, and it's not even about the clickers or the zombies. I mean, it is, but you know what I mean? It's kind of like a walking dead thing where it's like, 
once you understand how to kill them, it's, it's, they're not difficult. Um, it's the humans that, that with, with the ARs and all that stuff that, that get pretty difficult. It's the, uh, because I remember playing, I remember just, this is just what was popping in my head. I remember playing, right. And, you know, just like that one guy said, you know, the, the, you know, at least the zombies are predictable. <laughs> so it's like when you're playing, I was, you know, when I would have to go down into the sewer or go down into the tunnel um, in the city, I was like, okay, yeah, I, I understand that, that I'm going to come across some zombies. And I did. And I already had a plan for it. I already knew how to pretty much throw a brick or throw a bottle and maybe kill one or two and run past them. Um, so it was it, but when you get to the, the humans with the ARs and the, I mean, my gosh, they had a squad, they had a huge team of people in the hospital. Um, just all in all awesome story, the emotion, the relationship, uh, that they're creating that like they're building that bond with Joel and Ellie. Um, pretty awesome. It's pretty awesome. Yeah, I was going to ask you, uh, did you get emotional at any of the port parts? Because I know I did. <laughs> um, I wouldn't say I got like super, super emotional, but it was just like, uh, I feel bad. I, f- I feel more bad for Ellie than I do Joel, which is odd. I mean, Joel lost his daughter, but like, I don't know. I feel bad for Ellie because like. I guess I just guess I don't know much about her. I don't know much about her. I, I got to play that the other one you said, right? The Left Behind. Yeah, the oh. DLC that kind of explains mm-hmm. how she, how she got. I mean, spoilers pretty early. Infected, right? And uh, right. more about her as a character too. So right. So yeah, I actually haven't finished that <laughs> DLC either. So I'd oh, re-download the game to finish it before The Last of Us Two. Right. So I'm so, excited. I mean, I'm beyond yeah. excited for that game. So, I mean, all in all, yeah, I mean, I, if I, I, yeah, I did get e- e- pretty emotional because obviously I, it kept drawing me in and drawing me in and drawing me in and I like turned the lights out and just dove into the story and they did a good job. They did a really good job of writing it, writing that story and, and tying everything together and uh, just and the, the thing style is, of play is, is, is sweet. So that game is like. It's like eight years old now. Right. Um, it was actually a PS3 game. And uh, one of the things that I remember they did before any other game did this, the conversations between those two characters that were together, like pushed the narrative and the story and like made you connect with those two characters more than any other game of at least that I played up to that point. And they're just random conversations. It's not like, you know, a cutscene or a cinematic it's, you know, you're exploring a house and they have a conversation about something in a room or, uh, past experiences right? or like, uh, one, you know, one of them whistles or actually I think Joel teaches Ellie how to whistle. Like, he does. It it makes, yeah, it just like the the father daughter relationship mm-hmm. that becomes built is, mm-hmm. yeah. If it really yeah. makes you connect hard, 
I really noticed it, like, obviously throughout the game, but um, when we were walking towards the hospital, like on the bridge, you know, we're just having, you know, they're just having conversations about, you know, random stuff. Like she had a dream that she was on a plane and all that stuff. It's just the, yeah, the dialogue is perfect. Um, the style of play, meaning like just the, it's just, it's just a, just a complete game in my opinion. I love it. I, I love how, like you said, that relationship, the story, the, yeah, it's a good game, man. Good game. And I'm, I'm excited for the second one too. When does that one come out? In a month. So you <laughs> ah, are yes. extremely lucky. You have no time to wait at all. That's how I do but it. Just when like I beat, well, I was going to say, when I beat that game, I was not expecting a sequel. So okay. when they announced it, like that came out of nowhere to me. I thought mm-hmm. the story was done. I thought they told it. I thought it ended beautifully Um, I, to a point. It also ends tragically to another mm-hmm. point. Um. Yeah, it's going to be interesting to see where they take the story. Right. So I'm excited. I'm most definitely excited because that's that's how I that's how I like to do it. Uh kind of like I have yet to watch a single episode of The Last Dance. Oh, um, sure. sure. That, that's over, right? Yeah, I actually haven't watched the last two either. I'm kind of okay, putting it off. So I'm gonna binge that because you know, I'm a binger. Um so I'm most definitely gonna watch that and and because I, I, I hate I hate having to wait a week. Or wait two weeks, you know what I mean? For I just want to binge, 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 binge. I know some people do that with podcasts too. You know, you want to just keep it going. You know, binge like nine, ten, eleven episodes. <laughs> so, yeah, man. I, I let me just end it with this. Uh, I most definitely, uh, yeah, should have played the game sooner, but I'm glad I didn't because now I don't have to wait so long for the second one. But yeah, um, I was not disappointed. Everyone said it's a great game from beginning to end, and I cannot disagree. Not one bit. I win. Next, you got to jump into God of War, but ooh, touche. Absolutely. Yeah, I gotta. I'll buy that one right here. Uh, how much is that going for right now? Um. I believe it's twenty dollars normally, but they have a sale coming up, Perfect. and I bet you it'll be on sale for ten to fifteen. I'll buy that. I'll buy it right now, right after this. Uh, well, uh, I think the sale starts on the third, so you got like a week to wait. It's just five dollars. It's. I would check to see the price because it might be ten dollars. Okay. All right. Yeah, if it's ten dollars, and I'll wait. But if it's just five, I mean, I'll just go ahead oh, and get it now. Jump change. It's like buying a tootsie roll. <laughs> so that was my homework assignment. I completed it. So I know that your friend is most definitely going to be excited. Uh, the the animal. The animal. <laughs> yogurt. <laughs> the yogurt. He's going to be excited about that. Absolutely. Every time he hears that, he has a little smirk on his face. He shakes his head and he's like, God damn it, RJ. <laughs> And now he's even more mad because I told him what expression he had on his face at that exact time, and I was right. <laughs> so besides, uh, besides The Last of Us, what did you have going on? Ooh, Anything what I have exciting? going on? 
Obviously, yeah, yes, man. Something sir. super exciting. I bought a bought a vehicle. I bought a car. My car shopping days are over. Well, for now, at least. Um, found found a vehicle that I really enjoy. Great price. Great mileage. Um, it was a what it was color? A steel. Red, red. But it's funny though. I Ooh, actually wanted the black insurance one. Insurance premiums are going to be crazy. <laughs> It was, yeah, my insurance, yeah, it's, it's, it's up there a little bit. It's not terrible, but it's put it this way. It's it, when they told me the number, I thought it would be higher. So that's a good thing, but it's still, you know, a little higher than you, than it should be, but it's, I thought it'd be higher, but with the vehicle, man, you know, I went with the Jaguar. I wanted the black one, but as soon as I got there, which I, I was an hour that. late, a guy was already signing up for it. Now, I believe that's a sales tactic, in my opinion. The, the black one was cheaper than the red one. But we took the guy outside and asked him, the, the, the gentleman who was purchasing the black one, and he did say, yeah, he was buying it, but I don't know. I don't know. I'm skeptical. You think they were trying to get you to buy the more pr- the pricier one? Why was yeah. it? Why was it more? Was it newer? Was it less uh, mi- the, uh, uh, less miles? The R the R Sport trim on it. Uh, it's more really? sp- yeah, it's more sporty, more sporty, and it also had less miles than the uh, than the black one. Only only about three thousand less. Did you say if you give it to me for the price of the black one, we can sign right now? Don't even run my credit. I'll pay for it cash. <laughs> <laughs> The thing is, man, like when I, 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 I think I might've messed up because I was texting the guy like two days prior. And I said, I want to, I really want to check out, you know, I sent him both stock numbers. I was like this vehicle, that vehicle, you know, I'm, I'm skeptical. I believe, you know, obviously a sales guy, you know, the more expensive the vehicle, the higher his commission. Well, I just, you know, it wouldn't take a lot of effort to get one of your boys to show up and just fake like you're going through the process of buying it. Wow. So I'm forced to buy. I don't know. I think that would take a little bit though. I guess. I mean, I I don't know. You don't believe that we landed on the moon. So, (laughs) but I don't, I don't. We can get into that at another time. <laughs> I don't. But all in all, yeah. However, man, <laughs> I don't think that they would have the capability to know exactly when you're coming in, have somebody there like, oh, yeah, I'm buying the black one. Oh, I did tell them when I was arriving. I was supposed to arrive at 10, but then I shot him a text saying, hey, I'm going to be an hour late. My ETA is 1056. Exactly. You think somebody has enough time to sit around there for 56 minutes waiting for you to show up? If he's going to give him probably $500 of his commission. That's a lot of money to give someone your commission. True, true. Okay. Yo, I may be reaching here. So, yeah, I get it. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Nobody's going to show up at a dealership. I mean, even if it's, you know, your really good friend. And like, I guess I shouldn't be using absolutes because I'm sure it happens, but I don't know. I don't think so. It probably didn't. Right. It probably didn't, but it's, it's cause that vehicle was even a bigger steal. I mean, we're talking a 20, that 
Black Jag was a 2017 Jaguar XC for 23K, and it only had 25,000 miles on it. That's a pretty good price. Yeah. So I'm surprised it even sat what's the, that long. What's the maintenance on these that they're sitting for that long at that price? I don't know. I'm just glad that I have a two-year extended warranty. So I think my factory warranty is a good for like a year and a half, but I think I extended it for like another six to eight months or some something with the extended warranty or what have you. So yeah, I most definitely had to purchase that because yeah, those parts are mm, they uh, going to snatch my wallet for sure. <laughs> yeah, that's uh. so when the text message came through, it was coming through on your dad's phone. Mm-hmm. So I thought your dad was buying a car. And then you sent you sent us that text like thanking us, right? And uh, I was like, "Huh, well, that's kind of weird that he would send that when your dad's buying a car." <laughs> and then, uh, and then all of a sudden, Ashley's like, "Yeah, did you see the car that Mont's bought?" And I was like, "What are you talking about?" <laughs> well, we, they were texting about it in the group chat. Like, I thought that was your dad. Oh my god. I'm such an idiot. You thought my dad I was buying a red Jag? Talk about a midlife crisis. <laughs> That's exactly <laughs> what your sister said. And then I said, well, I figured he'd want to show up on his sets rolling up, you know, looking looking like he's Mr. Big Time. My mom would kill him. <laughs> Period. There's no ifs, ands, or buts That's about it. My beside mom would, the point. My mom would kill him, literally. I'm not even joking. If he did that... For that reason, my mom would. <laughs> my dad, though, he was saying because you know he just bought a vehicle like a month ago, I think, and he. I uh, was before quarantine. Oh, uh, that's right, about two months, two three months ago, and he was saying he was like he wants the. Uh, he's a huge Chrysler 300 guy, and it was funny because I think two years ago they said that they're no longer going to make any new ones, but then they started making new ones again. I think there's there's a twenty that twenty twenty Chrysler three hundred. I can't even lie. I'm not really a fan of the Chrysler three hundreds, but that one looks really nice, really nice. Good price for a very durable vehicle too. That's the that's kind of the car that looks like the Phantom, right? Exactly. Yep. Yeah. And the twenty twenties look really really nice, um, really nice. So so that's been that's 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 what I've done. You know, I I, I put my head it's down. Exciting. And, Put my head down and pretty much beat The Last of Us um, and purchased a vehicle. Um, and yeah, it's been a very, very exciting week. Um, obviously, minor stress. I know Ashley found her car too. She did. Yeah, she did. I'm, I'm a you huge went fan with of her. Car. I, I have not seen it yet. I haven't even sat in oh, it. No, I haven't I driven one yet. I didn't go with her to. I didn't go with her to that car lot. She went with me to Land Rover, but then because oh. it was right up the street from her and it was right up the street from me. But then she was going to the car lot she was gonna look at. It was away on like the west side or something. She said so she was like, Yep. Yeah. So I was like, yeah. But yeah, that car is sweet. Can't even lie. That she's looking at that car Whoa. is sweet. we'll see. It's something. Right. I I have 
trust in her. I mean, her her last vehicle lasted a while, mm-hmm. hasn't needed any maintenance. So That's crazy. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, but I haven't sat in it to ride in it yet either. I know the bumpy roads on that side, so uh, we're going to be taking it out there for sure. The ones that have needed to be uh, redone in the past 10 years and are still being allowed to be as they are. So mm. right. that's, that's actually what I did with my truck. I knew what one of the highways out there is extremely bumpy. So I took the truck down there to see how it rode. And I did the same thing with, uh, when I got my first truck, uh, and I, you know, I took the truck I ended up buying in a different truck, a different make. And, the one that I bought was way smoother ride than the other one. So, which I was surprised about. Mm-hmm. wasn't expecting that. But yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I'm, you know, I really have a truck. I've always wanted a truck, but I, <sighs> but my parents, you know, my mom and, uh, and actually, uh, my younger sister is always like, no, no, I don't know if you look good in a truck. I'm like, yeah, a black, black on black truck would be so smooth. But I probably, I don't it probably know. doesn't fit my personality. I don't think you're not man enough. <laughs> <laughs> nice. I got. I like trucks. Can't lie. Your your truck drives super smooth. Super smooth. Yeah, I'm really, really happy with it. Got got a really nice deal on it, and yeah, we're probably gonna Look, be. Man, this is on my for, head. This is on my mind right now since you mentioned it, and I can't. I yep. just can't. I just can't stop talk, thinking about it right now. We did not land on the moon. <laughs> oh, so we're gonna go there? I can't. You mentioned it, and I can't get off of it. Even though I'm talking about oh, these cars, I'm thinking about the moon. We, I feel like we should. We should talk about have something to do with sobriety <laughs> before we get to the moon. But seeing as how you're talking like you're drunk anyway, we can go to this topic. <laughs> Let's go. Oh my gosh, man! No, I I just there's RJ. <clears throat> we have been to the moon. RJ, hear me out. Is and Donald like- Trump president of the United States? <laughs> She's saying anything is possible. <laughs> I rest my case. In 1969, you're telling me right now we had the technology to get man to the moon. Yes. RJ, we haven't had man. We had technology to destroy the world seven times over. That's different than getting man on the moon. The atomic bomb requires, yes, probably the same amount of brain power, I want to say, to split the atom, but to physically get living, that's, that's the key, a living person to stand on the moon, actually, because, you know, we could probably... Sh- probably could have fired somebody out there and they would have died, but still landed on the moon. But to get a living heartbeat on that moon, I don't believe is possible. Why? Have we had man on the moon since? 
Yes. Like I think like three more times after after that in the seventies, I think. It's more like a dozen. No, no, I don't think we've had man stand on the moon since then. Yes. Google it is. Okay. Always right. When I'm when I'm right. (laughs) All right. I can't believe this. You know, this is the biggest fight your sister and I have almost ever had. It was our first big fight was when she told me she honestly believed that we didn't go to the moon. Okay. There were six. You're too smart for (laughs) that. There were six. The world is round. It's not flat. (laughs) Okay. Yeah. Was definitely don't think the world is flat, but there were six crude U.S. landings between 1969 and 1972. But that's it. Since 1972, man has not stepped foot on the moon. Okay. We we haven't been back on the moon in 40 years. Now 50 years. My, My question for you is why would we go back now? So we went to the moon, what, six times? Yes. Six man and then like, I think a total of like 15 to 16 times uncrewed uh, missions. Okay. There's no minerals. There's no usable materials to justify the cost that it takes to get to the moon. And we know that from our manned missions, from our unmanned missions, from how much the moon has been studied. Why would we go back? There's no precious metals. What, what, why would we want to go up there? Because that's why it stopped was because it was costing too much money. For, for no, what it produced. See, that's too. That's too much logical thinking going on right there. That's it's too convenient. <laughs> How dare you use facts to win an argument? <laughs> that's too logical. That that no. Why I need for somebody? I need for I need for them to fly that bad boy out there and stream it live to Facebook or something. You know what I mean? You still won't believe it. Stream it live you to Facebook. You need to be the one physically touching the moon. Otherwise, if you we won't can, believe it. If we, can like just, if we can just turn, if we just turned on the, what's that satellite? Voyager? That's the furthest out? It's like 12 billion miles away. We lost contact with it for like six months, but if we just act now, I think we did just like two or three months ago, just turned it back on. Takes like seventy eight hours. Yeah, no, it I takes think 30, you're right. 30, I think that's six voyagers. Um, it takes thirty six hours. I think for one message to, for message one message to get there, and then another thirty six hours thing for it to get back. If we're capable of doing that, I need to see y'all stream a video. On the we don't have moon. a space program right now. Turn around when you get on the moon. Even even an unmanned, uncrewed probe or what have you, what are the whatever the hell those things are called. Put a camera on that bad boy or whatever. Turn it towards the Earth and stream it live. We're talking only two hundred thirty thousand miles away. Do it. Okay. Waste of money. I go. Guess. Yeah. Go to a planetarium <laughs> on the night of a full moon. 
and you can see the objects that were left behind, like the landers, because they had to leave, you know, they had to shoot up from their landing platform. So they had to leave those behind. So they're still on the moon. So you could, I don't know this for a fact, but if we use logic, you should be able to see them on, you know, Ooh, I don't there. know. I'm sure they're covered in dust and everything. I don't know, man. I, uh, that's that's going to be a super higher, higher or high powered telescope. Yeah. I don't know if we can see. You can look and see the surface of Mars through a telescope. Like, I mean, that's a lot. I feel like you can see objects pretty clear with a very yeah. high powered telescope. I saw you're it, right. I saw I'm not it. saying you're going to zoom in and see it perfectly, but I am saying that. You'll be able to be like, oh, yeah, there is an object there. Right. I mean, I saw, I think it was two years ago. Um, two years ago, I went to the um, something similar to that, whatever they're called, the observatory tower. And um, okay, saw Jupiter through the telescope. And it's. I saw only three of its moons. I think the fourth was behind it. But... And that's just You're mind telling me blowing. that telescope couldn't see the object on the moon? Yeah, yeah. So that's the thing. Yeah, you're right. That one can because I'm thinking like, yo, if I can see this planet that's 400, yes, I Googled it, 419.53 million miles. Let's just say half a, half a billion miles away from earth through this telescope then yeah you're actually right next time i go there i'm gonna tell them yo i don't care about jupiter or any of these other planets turn that bad boy to the moon and they're probably gonna hit me with oh uh due to government uh (laughs) protocols we can't look at the i don't know man i'm a huge conspiracist person i don't think we landed on the moon i'm leaving at that I, I know literally just gave you all the facts. To you, but right. <laughs> Set it out there for you. And you just refuse to believe it. It makes sense. I'm not I don't know what you said. But but we're America, though. We, we waste do money. You. That's what we do. do you? NASA wastes Yeah, we wasted money. on the Star Wars That's project. That's what they do. <laughs> I don't know. They're known for I, wasting money. Is getting They're known for just wasting it. I mean, NASA does it all the time. Oh, we found another habitable planet. They probably found that planet five years ago, but they're just releasing them every year just to get more funding. And we want to. Well, they got to get more funding or, because they're satellite. taking it away and get, giving it to golf trips for government officials. So <laughs> you got to do right. something to get money. All right, right. All right, right. I'll let that one go. I'll let that one go. I guess we should, you know, mention, you know, how sobriety been. Uh, how's it been for you, man? Um, <clears throat> I don't know. I've been, I've been, the stress is starting to catch up to me from this whole quarantine thing. And I, I've been really disappointed. I've been disappointed seeing a lot of the conspiracy theories go around. Um, about COVID? Even in people like, yeah, people like K 
care about sharing them that are very easily provably false. Right. But they're, (laughs) you know, they're shot in a way that makes it look like a documentary, which makes people inherently think that it's real. Um, I actually remember the show that caused me to never believe something just because it's a documentary again. Uh, It was the mermaid show on discovery channel and your bastards for making me almost hope that there is a possibility that, you know, aquatic ape was real. Uh, but it, obviously it was false. And uh, I don't know, it was a good story, though. It was an interesting movie. Anyway, right. so that's been like really eating at me from the inside, seeing stuff like that. And uh, then when the Supreme Court ruled the way that they did, which is fine, whatever, but to see the people go out with no masks and be like, well, you know, this is fake. This isn't real. Uh, you know, it's been overblown. It's supposed to be a lot more deaths by now. It's like, well, the only reason there's not is because we're staying home and being responsible and wearing masks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's been plenty of studies and other countries have proven that uh, just wearing a mask can reduce the transmission by between 65 and 80%. Oh, wow. Which is huge. Right. Um, and that's just so simple. It's so simple what you can do, and it's not necessarily for yourself. It's for the people around you as well. Exactly. Um, exactly. So it's like it, that has really, really been eating at me. It's like been a pit in my stomach, just growing. And uh, when the Supreme Court's reasoning behind the decision, uh, they decided to invoke the Japanese internment camps. That really got me fired up because this is nothing like that. And to try to draw a parallel between that is not only demeaning to what those people went through, you're actually setting the stage for something like that to be trivialized in the future. Like it was back then, like it has been throughout history and it started to come up more because more history. It's starting to come up more so that we can not let that happen again. I mean, it's, it's happening anyway. Um, so that just really, uh, started to get to me too. And, you know, stress is, most people's biggest trigger, um, you know, sometimes even like there's positive stress and negative stress. And for me, it was, it was both, it was a negative stress and a positive stress thing, but, uh, just this negative stress has really started to build up. Uh, but I found, I found my outlet today, which is really exciting. I mentioned, uh, I don't remember if it was in on one of the shows, that I've kind of picked up cooking and uh, Ashley and I on our honeymoon, we went to Italy. We went to Rome and to Florence. And when we got to Rome, we went on a food tour and I recommend anybody traveling to any city domestic or foreign to do a food tour and don't do the Mm. fancy one. Don't do the, 
the one to all the five star restaurants. Do the one for the local culture. So we went to a restaurant there, and they had carbonara, and I'd never heard of carbonara. I've, I yeah, I'd never heard of carbonara as a pasta. And uh, you know, everybody's like, "This is our fan." You know, Italy's famous carbonara. You'll notice, like, this is how you really make it. This is extremely traditional, as traditional as it gets. And it was amazing. It was the best. It was the best pasta I've had in my life. Never heard of it. Never seen it. Never tried it. So I decided I wanted to look up how to make a carbonara a couple weeks ago, and I finally made it tonight. And it's not very hard. And I nailed it. I was really nervous when I was combining all the ingredients together and getting the pasta and all the sauce together. Cause it's, it's a really simple as far as the ingredients go, but I feel like that's uh, also something that's easy to mess up. Cause if one of your, if something doesn't go right, it's really hard to mask it cause you don't have the other ingredients to uh, take over or to mask the mistake. So, but it worked out and it was it was incredible and amazing and i'm honestly still on cloud 9 from that feeling that i looked up a recipe that was pretty authentic italian and i nailed it on my first try which means my next 3 attempts will be poor but still uh yeah i'm really excited about that good man good <clears throat> how about you you had any triggers or yeah man this is that's this is pretty much very similar to what you said and it's kind of a fan question so i'm going to go ahead and do i know typically we do them at the end but this is one of the questions um i like peppering them in if they're on the subject that's exactly yeah 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 one of the fans asked um here let me pull it up here real quick her name is bridget and bridget asked um she said do you think we should go back to the normal we had before COVID or should we do things differently? And, um, you know, actually, you know, it's a pretty tough question because I guess it depends on the time frame here. I think what we're doing now is too soon. Some States, um, I think it's very irresponsible. Um, what they're doing, um, it's obviously they're valuing the dollar bill more than the human life. Um, and it's, it's, it's becoming extremely stressful, frustrating. Um, it is raising my anxiety because I believe, you know, obviously just simple logic here. This is where we should worry the most when the bars are opening back up because more people are going to get infected. Um, you're going to come into contact chances of, of running into someone who's, um, you know, who is infected with COVID or whatever. Um, it may not know it. It has increased. So uh, the chances have increased. So it's, uh, it's, it's becoming stressful. So to answer your question, Bridget, I think right now things should not go back to normal. I think it's too soon. I think in my honest opinion, I believe that we should have been at stay at home order until possibly August, um, possibly August just to kind of get, get it done, get it taken care of now. Um, and then move forward from there because what's going to happen right now with all these bars opening up in different states or what have you, um, once flu season comes around, 
<laughs> we might as well plan for another quarantine slash stay at home order come January and February of 2021. Um, so all in all, it's that's been very stressful um, for me. I have been thinking about it a lot. I've been doing more washing, washing of my hands, wearing a mask and all that stuff just because uh, just basic statistics. Um, more people will get infected, which is very unfortunate. And I believe it's very irresponsible for those who are already out in the clubs partying and all that stuff. Um, that's my opinion. That's my opinion. I'm gonna stick with it. Um. First off, hello, Bridget. Thank you for your question. <laughs> I'm gonna say that when 9/11 happened, our entire world changed. Um, we never went back to that normal. Right. Uh, this has been about 30 or so 9-11s um, as far as the loss of human life goes. Mm-hmm. Uh, the economic toll is still happening. It remains to be seen. I don't think there is going back to the old normal. Uh, I think, I hope that this has opened the eyes to some people that we should be wearing masks when we're not feeling well to stop the spread of diseases. Um, I know our family doctor, um, our youngest went in for his nine month checkup. And uh, when I talked to the family doctor on the phone, she said that when, when this is over and we have this contained in a vaccine, uh, she doesn't think that that office will ever have patients in the waiting room again. You will get your time. Somebody will come out to your car to get your, uh, or your vehicle, or there'll be a designated location to say that you're there or you call in and then they'll call you, tell you when you can go to a room and you'll go to a room and that'll help stop the spread of diseases as well. Um, I understand people's angst and wanting to socialize again. Uh, I understand the need for businesses to bring in money, uh, the fear about where your next meal is going to come from. If you're going to be able to keep a roof over your head, um, I believe that that is the greatest failure of our governments right now, plural, Uh, from the local city, county, state, federal government level. The response to this has been lagging, to say the least. Mm -hmm. Not only has it been lagging in the uh, response medically, but in the trying to come up with a plan for how to reopen, how to get businesses back to getting their employees back to work and how to get how to get you feeling more normal and less stressed. It just hasn't been there. And that that has been a toll 
mentally on a lot of people. Um, and it, it's sad a little bit. So my answer is no, I don't think we'll go back to an, the normal of before. There'll be changes that you'll notice forever. And I just hope that they're all positive changes. Things that we should have been doing different, but we didn't know any better. And now mm. we know better. Hmm. Touche. Yeah, it's it's a really good point. Yeah, it's never going to, it's not going to, yeah, it's not going to go back to normal. Or it's not going to go back to, yeah, what it was prior to COVID. Um, it just doesn't. History History actually states and, and shows that. Um, which is unfortunate, yeah. And I'm glad you mentioned that too. Um, about understanding. Yeah. Um, yeah. I also understand too, that businesses, yeah, they, they, you know, they got to worry about their bills and all that stuff too. I, I do get that. I do understand that. And I, and I can only imagine how stressful that is. Um, you know, we just gotta, we just gotta buckle in, man. And, and just, I, I just, I'm just worried about because you know I, I watched one of my friend's stories on Instagram and yeah you know he's in Arizona and I mean man this club was packed wall to wall and I'm just like man and you're like I ain't gonna see you for a long time oh yeah exactly <laughs> exactly and later I'm just like, man I'm just you know it's it's tough. It's tough. It's tough for for everyone. Um, but I always like to end it with, I'm glad we got this outlet. Glad we got for this For sure. Outlet. One thing I want to throw out there is this has been the most stressful time in a lot of our lives. Um, and if you had the willpower to remain sober through it, like, congratulations. Um mm. uh, if you gave in and fell off the wagon, that's okay. You know, a lot of us have fallen off and restarted. Uh, I think I mentioned in the first podcast, I had about three restarts before I finally have had a good run at it. Right. Um, you know, congratulations. And if you're thinking about it, hey, you know, you got to do it for you. You can't do it for any other reason. Mm-hmm. And Welcome. It's not always easy, but in my opinion, it has been a lot more positive and way worth it than it has been. So uh, I just want to throw that out there right now to people as well. Absolutely. Very good point. Very good point. So thank you, Bridget, for that question. It's an awesome question from Bridget. Um, It's definitely an awesome question. And I guess we can... Go ahead and share the next question, too. We got another fan question. Are you ready for that one? I am ready. Ready for that next fan question. Let me pull it up, man. Let me pull up this question right here. Filling time. Filling time. (laughs) This question is coming from Matt Schultz. Um, Matt Schultz. Hello, Matt. Matt asked... I think this was more. This is more geared towards you know, directed towards me. Um, but I think also, I think you can chime in as well too. Of, of uh, so, the question is: I'm curious who the players were that you looked up to the most when you got to Wisconsin and why. 
Also, who was the best player you played with or against and why you put them there? So, Aaron Rodgers, next question. <laughs> For me, when I got to Wisconsin, um, you know, the players that I that I really looked up to, um, it was it was it was odd. don't lie now. Uh, no, I'm not. I'm not. I'm not. I I, I okay. didn't really look up to any players um, when I first got on campus and when I, you know, really started to excel my salt middle of my sophomore season. But I wanted to, you know, I wanted to, I guess, do what Ron Dane has you know, did, you know, that was always in the back of my head. So I guess in a way, I you guess I can say I did look up to Ron Dane in a sense. I wanted to be that next Ron Dane. I wanted to make as much of an impact as he did, um, you know, as, as a running back at Wisconsin. Um, but it's not like I wanted to, you know, it's not like I looked up to him. I just, I just worked my tail off and wanted to at least be mentioned with him or even right after him or even, three or four slots <laughs> after him on, on the, on the top running backs to go through the program. Um, so I guess in a way, the more I'm thinking about it, yeah, I, I would say Ron Dane for sure. You know, now that I'm sitting here thinking about it again, um, looked up to Ron Dane wanted to really, like I said, be as good as he was. Um, so hopefully that made made sense. I'm kind of thinking about the question <laughs> and my response as I'm thinking about it. But uh, and also, who was the best player you played with or against? Best player I played with is Russell Wilson. That's that's an, that's an, that's an easy one for me. Um, he you was played the with best. Peyton Manning. I did, I did. But um, for me, I still have to go with Russell Wilson as an overall teammate. And this is no disrespect to Peyton Manning um, at all. But uh, my experience with Russell Wilson, um, and then it's not just because we played, we had a really good season. Um, Russell, when you watch Russell study, when you watch him being first to the meeting room, last to leave the meeting room, first out on the practice field, last one to leave the practice field. There's something about it, how he does it, that makes you want to do the same thing. And then it's not the corny, cliche, you know, stuff that I'm talking about. It's you will peek around the corner at Russell just to see if it's all an act, and it's not. Like this guy literally is a leader. And that really bled out, bled over the entire team. And I think that was a huge reason why we were so successful that year. Um, because he literally took us to another level um, of, of just, you know, just, just doing the smaller things. Accountability, being accountable is, is, is his biggest thing. So... Yeah, Russell Russell for sure is my 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 answer there. Um Peyton obviously, you know, right behind him, but Russell Wilson for sure. Interesting. What you got, man? For what? Best player I ever I mean, played with? No, uh, I guess John I, Wagner. I guess 
<laughs> I guess, uh, I guess you, you can answer the, uh, you know, who just, who, you know, I think you already answered it, you know, who you looked up to, you know, as a, as a, you know, and I think, it, I think we all know that's Aaron Rodgers, right? I worship Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so I don't know if that's really looking up at him. I'm not allowed to look. <laughs> Aaron, man. It's funny because I promise you he thought that they were going to draft me. I, I know it because I told you that at the, um, at that award show in Milwaukee, it was me, JJ, Ryan Braun, and Aaron. Um, it's like the Wisconsin Sports Awards or something. And right after. You've never told the, me this story. I haven't told you this? No. Oh, geez. So it was me, Aaron Rodgers, Ryan Braun, JJ Watt. Um, because they, they were giving Is this me, Ryan Braun before or after the cheating? This would <laughs> have been before. after, right? Was this after or before? So this was after Here's an easy way to tell. Was Aaron and Ryan talking? Not to put it this way, it was in twenty twelve because it was because let me just finish the story. It was so it was us four sitting on the couch and they were giving me an award for I don't know, just best collegiate, you know, whatever. Um player in uh right after the ceremony ended because you know we were doing interviews and stuff sitting on the couch um aaron came up to me and we exchanged a few words and then he said all right we'll see you in april that's what he said and i'm just like oh so you see me in april so this was in 2013 of like in like january or february when this when this award show happened so i don't know if that was after or before or after Ryan Braun's cheating thing. Uh, it would have been like in the midst of it. Mm. So long story short, I thought I was going to be a Packer, which I would have been, but the Broncos took me. And I think right after me, I think two picks later was Eddie Lacy, I think, right? Or something like yeah, that. Yeah, the Packers traded back. And then the yep. Broncos were also running back needy. Right. And they took you. And then, yep, the Packers took Lacey. And I think it was the next pick to be honest. I think it was the next one. I would have, I know for a fact, I, I would have had a better career if I'd have landed with the Packers. Uh, um, yeah, but their run game, surprisingly, in my opinion, their scheme is better than Denver's scheme. I just, I don't think it would have helped your drinking is all. Touche. I think that's what, that's what derailed you even right. more than the than the scheme. That's true. Being two hour drive from Madison, oof. And I know how Green Bay is, and oof. Appleton and the Fox Valley. Yeah, you would have had fun there. Ooh, that would have been brutal. <laughs> You'd have had a lot of fun. Well, thank you, Matt. That was Matt Schultz' question. We really appreciate you um, sending that one in, man. Uh, really, really good question. So yeah. So man. you got anything you're looking forward to with the holiday? Yeah, Memorial Day weekend. Um, nothing. <laughs> really nothing. Um, yeah. Oh, hopefully. While I'm thinking you. about it, because we have ADD, and Absolutely. I've been meaning to bring it up for the, like the past two shows. Mm-hmm. Happy Mother's Day. We're mm-hmm. terrible sons. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> yes, uh, indeed. Happy Mother's thank Day. Thank you, mom. Ashley, you're welcome for my presence, <laughs> which is a present. 
Happy Mother's Day to all the mothers. Um, most definitely, yeah, my mother being the best. Happy Mother's Day to her. Yeah, man. It's yeah. We were meaning to mention that last episode, but forgot to. We meant to two episodes ago because it was Mother's Day and we forgot. Oh, that's right. It's ADHD for you right there. I mean, I've been all over the place, especially this episode. Um, Also, happy birthday to my dad. Mm. Uh, Getting closer to retirement. Stay safe out there. Happy birthday. Happy birthday. Yeah, man, Let's, you got any uh, big, plans, big plans for Memorial Day? I'm hoping to complete Final Fantasy VII here either this weekend or next weekend. We'll see. I think I got three chapters left, so that'll be exciting to get that done before Last of Us 2. Then I've been super excited ever since Ghost of Tsushima, the, uh, just mm-hmm. thinking about that time period and like the samurai uh i think i'm gonna watch some samurai movies talk uh try to talk ashley into it so i actually got her to watch back of the back to the future today but she missed the start of it and uh yeah that that's a huge accomplishment anybody who knows my wife knows watching something pre the first bad boys never happens (laughs) <laughs> she, I was making fun of her because when I was cooking, I looked over, she was into the movie and that she didn't watch the start though. So she did, it got to the end and you know, everything's kind of changed. And, uh, she's like, wait, so why is this? Wait, who's that? Hold on. What's, what's going on now? Who are those two? I'm like, that's, that's his brother and sister. <laughs> that's, so yeah, that's actually for you. She was like, actually, that's kind of a good, good movie. I'm like, yeah, I know. And then the CG part at the end happens, and I'm like, that was really good for back then. (laughs) (laughs) uh, Yeah, you made a really good point. You When you asked, name me a movie that you really enjoy before the 90s. There, you just have to watch them, and you'll like them. It's just like Last of Us. I can't, I can't, I can't name a movie. Ghostbusters is amazing. It's like a top three comedy of all time. They play it straight. So you have to you have to find the humor. It's not gonna slap you in the face like the hangover. I got a movie. I got a movie that I really enjoyed before the nineties. Alien? Dang. Never mind, it came out in nineteen ninety three. <laughs> what was it? Dragon, the Bruce Lee story. You thought that came out in the eighties? Man, I don't know, man. I just I hold on. Oh my goodness. No. No, 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 no. <laughs> I can't no, no, with no, 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 you. No, 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 no. I meant I meant I meant Enter the Dragon. That's the one. Enter the That's Dragon? The okay. Yeah, nineteen seventy three. Right. I actually really, I actually like that movie. There well, we it's go. Bruce yep, Lee. I, I really, yeah. exactly. I really like that movie. So, there we go. I just can't believe you're limiting yourself. You and your sister limiting yourself based on time. 
that's like not wanting to read a book because it was written before 1920. Hey, I just gave you a movie. Come back next episode. Ask Ashley if she can name a movie she likes before the 90s or older than the 90s. And come back next episode and see if you got an answer to that. It's going to be no. I already know. I don't even have to ask her. I know it's going to be a no. I don't I don't have one. This is what she's going to say. So, there's that. Uh yeah. I know. I know. Get it, get that slowly but surely we're lifting it rock off. She'll get out from under it eventually. In her own time. <laughs> Good luck. Good luck. Oh, right, proud man. daddy moment. Today, this morning, uh, my oldest asked to watch Ninja Turtles. Oh, yeah. Nice. wasn't it? I wasn't even in the room. Asked Ashley. I, don't even, I can't remember what I was I doing, like but I was not in the room and all some turtles were on. Yep. They're all in. I got them. <laughs> Next we is Star em. Wars. Ladies and gentlemen, we got them. All right. Well, you can find us at Untapped Keg on Twitter, uh, untappedkeg.com. Mm-hmm. Untapped Keg, if you search it on Reddit, Untapped Keg on Facebook. Just, you know, if you just Google Untapped Keg, you'll find something. Where can they find you, Mons? You guys can find me on Instagram at Monte Ball. You can find me on Twitter at Monte Ball28. Um, and obviously, um, Send us some messages. Send us messages straight to Untapped Cake, what have you. We'd love to answer them. And um, thank you guys for tuning in to another episode. Uh, this has been very exciting, so thank you guys. Absolutely. And uh, topics as well. If you want us to cover a topic, go ahead and feel free to send it. So thank you. thank you, everybody, for tuning in. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.